Well, it's the same thing if you move mediums, if you move from medium to medium to medium, if you go to watercolour or if you go to pen and ink or you go to uh, even coloured pencils or dra graphite drawing and move back, again, you're learning all the time. You're learning those new skills. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, well, I've got a bit of a croaky voice. Can you hear it? It's, uh, I've got a bit, I think I've got a bit of a cold, to be honest. I've, you know, I've um, managed to um, get, you know, uh, avoid it all winter, but now it's caught up with me. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a slight croak in your voice, a slight croak. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Yeah, never mind. I can cope. Good. Well, you've got to do some talking, so um, it would be, yeah. be pretty rubbish if it was just me talking <laughs> and you nodding your head. Yeah. How are you doing up in London? Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. Nice, nice to see you yesterday. Uh, for folks that don't know that, we, we came up to the show yesterday and had lunch with you. Yeah. And uh, caught up. So it was lovely to see you. Yeah, it was good. Um, and yeah, everything's going well up here. Um, I'm going on tour in a couple of weeks with uh, a play that we do for kids. I've uh, done it the last few years. I think I've probably mentioned it now twice on the podcast. It's always this time of year. Mm. And um yeah, so I'm doing that, and that would be good fun. I'll still be uh, working on the business as well. It's not a, it's not you know, I'm not I'm not going away or anything like that. It's uh, it's just a, it's just a lot of fun for a couple of weeks doing that. As yeah, uh, as well. You, you were saying though, it, it might be your last time. I think it will. Yeah, I think this time I've I've done it for this might be the fifth year or fourth year. I can't remember, but I've done these tours uh, twice a year for how, however long and you you just get to the point where I mean you're performing for kids and I, I'm playing a character that is a lot lot younger than I actually am and it's fun because you can be a kid again but you also get to the point where you feel like you're pushing mm -hmm. it <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and uh, I feel like I'm getting to the age where I might just be pushing it with the kids even though I'm sure they would still enjoy it and it would still be a really good show it's just, you know, you kind of want to bow out when you're uh, on a high kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know, um, I think I mentioned this to you before. They had a, a comedian called Terry Scott in the UK. I don't think he, people abroad would know who he was, but people in the UK would certainly remember him. Most of our members would. And he had an act, when he first started out, he had an act as a schoolboy. And he was in his 30s then, or 40s then, and he, he he still carried on that act for quite a long time, uh, as a, in short trousers and a cap, you know. <laughs> and uh, it it was okay. I I'd never really say that I, I I was a big fan of his, but he went on to play other roles in Carry On films and and uh, June June Whitfield. He played with June Whitfield, but he played a character for quite a long time as a grown-up man playing it as a kid. Mm. But I know what you mean. I, I think uh, there, is, there, will, there is come a time when you've got to hang up a cap. Yeah, that's and, it. Do you wear short trousers? I've never asked you this before. No, just an ordinary long trousers ah, in school, right, school, right. school kind of uniform. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, 
it's it's a really great show and i'm so proud to have been a part of it for so long and it, it i think it makes such a difference to those kids and it will obviously carry on to just cast someone else but mm. uh it's time to give that give someone else a bit younger a bit a bit of a chance to to, to go for it because i have sort of stole the role from someone else for the last <laughs> however long. Uh, so it's time to, yeah, time to, uh, they don't know that. So they don't listen to this podcast, but it's all right. <laughs> but they don't know that this could be my last time. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yes, I'm doing that in a couple of weeks. It's all good up here. Thank you for asking. So let's dive into your emails this week. Uh, first one comes from Wendy. Now, uh, last week we mentioned Wendy's picture and it was on the blog and we talked about uh, the, the photograph. Do you remember that, Dad? I do, yeah, very well, yeah. Well, Wendy has uh, written in response to our podcast saying, Hi, Colin and Steve. Thank you for your great guidance on my photo. Having tried two attempts at doing the painting and discarding them, I soon realised that the third attempt was not going to turn out like I see it in my mind's eye. I smiled to myself when I heard you mention a loss of confidence and trying to continue with it. So I'm starting afresh on a different picture as I felt this was happening to me. The harder I tried, the worse it got and it just wasn't flowing. I I tried to do it in a different style and that didn't work either. That was a great lesson in itself. Thank you once again. Your podcast helped me to realise that I'm not the only one this can happen to. I'm glad I was painting it for my own pleasure and not for my daughter. I may at some point just try to sketch it instead. I think that would be easier for this kind of picture. Kind regards, yeah, Wendy. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah, yeah do, a, do a sketch. It, there's not the pressure then. And uh, we, we were a bit concerned, weren't we, uh, about the, uh, the outcome? Because I know what it's like when you take something on and you think, oh, this is not working. You don't know, really, until you, until you get underway. But uh, it's a good lesson to learn, and for everybody out there, you know, to to see that these things can happen. Mm. Photographs don't always make good pictures. You've got to be very careful uh, about choosing. They make good photographs. It was a really good photograph, but it doesn't translate to a picture. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's it was worth you know trying. It can never. It's never a bad thing to do these things because you you always learn something from it. But it, mm. it's just coincidental that we were talking about you know starting another picture straight after that 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 you feel confident in doing to bring your confidence back up, and that's exactly what Wendy's done. Absolutely. Oh no, she did absolutely the right thing. So that was great. So thanks, Wendy. We're glad that podcast helped and hoped it. Hope it helped anyone else out there as well. Next one comes from Hilary. Hi, Colin. I just want to thank you for your tutorials. I wish I had an art tutor like you. They've helped me to get through some of my darker days. I already paint pet portraits in watercolours, but had some pastel pencils and always wondered how people could produce such detailed work with them. So I started a portrait of one of our dogs, but soon realised that I needed to learn more about pastel pencils. So that's how I found your tutorials on YouTube. I then set myself an exercise practicing eyes so that I could try out both the pencils and a variety of papers. I really enjoy using the pastel pencils now. I hate the feel of soft pastels. I'm just worrying about fixing or not now. Anyway, thank you again, Hilary. Mm. Oh, we've we've tackled fixing quite a few times. I I can understand where people come from when they want to fix their picture because it it doesn't move. This is the whole idea of putting a fixative on it. Uh, But once you put that on it, as people know, and I've mentioned many times, it does double work down. So it's not a good idea to do it. Uh, in the old days, I did because the 
pencils I was using, the Swanster Bilo ones particularly, didn't have the high pink pigmentation, so I had no choice but to do it. But now with the with the Faber Castell and the new new pencils that are out too, you don't really need it now. I, I think you can get away with it. It's uh, <clears throat> it looks so much fresher and brighter. Mm. She mentions there that um, she hates the feeling of soft pastels. Do you think mm. that's a put off for people when they're trying pastel work? Very much so. It, it's a very tactile medium anyway, a, a soft pastel is, because you've got to use your fingers. First of all, you're picking it up and it's going to transfer onto your fingers, on your clothes, on your desk, on everywhere. It does go everywhere. And so you've got to be mindful of that. I've seen people working with soft pastel and they get into a real mess. And these are professional people and they get in a real mess and uh, you have to keep going and washing your hands because you can imagine you're picking up uh, different colours and using them. So is it almost like painting with your fingers, kind of almost a little bit, like finger painting? I know it's more yeah. more skillful than that, obviously, and it, but yeah. it's almost like it's, it's a messy kind of uh, job. Absolutely, and you can imagine how difficult it is to control that. Yeah. You control the, the – and, of course – uh, the problem you have is the detail. You can't get the detail. Mm. This is where pastel pencils work so well. So can you use uh, a, a, a colour shaper with the soft pastels, or would you need yeah. a, like a bigger colour shaper? Uh, well, you, you can use any colour shaper with it. You can still use them the same way because it just blends the same way. Mm. When I've used it in the past... Um, I remember the flower picture I did. I used the stick pastels for that. And I used the, the thicker colour shaper. But I used that because I wanted the different effects. If I'd used a, a little a number two one, it, it would have taken forever to do and you wouldn't have had the same effect. So generally speaking, I suppose, yes, you would. You would use a, a, uh, a variety of blenders. There's quite a lot on the market. There's different round ones, as we know. We've got the tapered one, but they've got the half-circled ones. They've got all different kinds of, of shapers. And generally, on soft pastel, you would use the white ones. That They were designed for soft pastel users, the white ones. Right. Uh, so this is why. <clears throat> but when we use them, we use the grey, which is great because it's a little harder and the soft past and the pastel pencil brother uh, work best in some circumstances. But we're using the other, the ivory too, and that's a softer one. So it, you def, you get different effects by using the different shapers. So it's like the soft pastel is your paint, and the kind of shaper can be your paintbrush a little bit. Yes, that's right. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, and your fingers. People use their fingers an awful lot mm. with with. Um, the soft pastel, you're just smudging, mm. you're smudging, you know. It's very, very difficult. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people, a lot of our listeners out there would have used soft pastels and given them up. And I did, I did the same. I couldn't use them. Mm. I have used them, but I can't honestly say I, I enjoyed doing it. Mm. The um, soft pastels, with soft pastel work, um, do you have to fix that? Or not. Um, I would suggest you probably do with that, yes. Yes, because that flakes. Uh, and, you know, with ours, the pastel pencils, you push it into the paper and it sticks there. Now, with a pastel, soft pastel work, it doesn't stick very well and you get flakes. And one of the things you do find 
if you don't fix, then after a while of vibration in the home, if you've had it framed up and mounted, because you would you would have to have glass on it, you wouldn't have any choice because it's it's very vulnerable. And the flakes from the picture drop down onto the mound. And you, you very often see a little line of uh, little flakes along the edge of the mound. Really? With soft pasta work, if you don't fix it, yeah. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't stay. It doesn't adhere that well. So it's something that, yes, I would say you probably do need to fix it. But you see the pigmentation is so high with the soft pastel, it doesn't uh, dull it down like it does with the pastel pencil. Right, I see, I see. Okay, interesting. Just a few questions I, I added on to that because uh, just a bit curious. Um, but thanks, Hilary, for your email. The next one is from William. Um, hi, Steve. Would you mind asking your dad what a good substitute for the Fabriano sand-coloured ombre paper would be? Uh, that brand is simply just not readily available in the States. Perhaps someone has answered this question in the blog, but I haven't come across it yet. Best regards, mm. William. Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, unfortunately, I would say there probably isn't a very good substitute for it because the pastel paper that we use is second to none. But if you ha- can't get hold of it, then you're forced into doing that, aren't you? And, and what I would recommend then is to go into an art shop, a good art, big art shop preferably, and ask them if you could just have a look and ask their advice if they've got, uh, uh, if you've got a salesman or somebody in there that knows what they're talking about, they might well help you with this. And they might even give you samples or say, would you like to try it? Uh, I don't think they'll give you one of their books and say, scribble on this, but uh, they may have paper. Otherwise, it's just trial and error. The, the ones I don't like very much is the Canson meat on paper. That one has got little pimples in it. And I know a lot of people do use it, and, you know, maybe they get on fine with it. Fine, okay. Uh, used to their own. And the other paper I, I'm not very keen on is the Velour, which, I, again, I know people are using. Uh, but that doesn't, doesn't give the same quality of work that the ombre does. It's, it's weird, isn't it, how one paper does seem to dominate. Watercolour, you don't seem to have any problem. You can you can go from watercolour to watercolour to watercolour, and the, although there are slight differences in the paper, they don't really make an appreciable difference to the end product. But pastel pencil, I'm afraid, does. Mm. So I would suggest to, to William that he just try a few. Um, don't buy reams and reams and reams of paper. Just maybe try a few sheets, if you can buy the individual sheets, and try it that way. Mm. I think a few of our members on the community forum have mentioned Pastel Mat before. Well, give it a go. So that might be one to try. I think some of them try and mm. have, have got on with that as, a, as an alternative, as well as, you know, they got, you know, as we encourage to try more mm. than one. Absolutely. Um, and see how you get on. Yeah. I'd be interested if somebody does come up with something that uh, is a, a good alternative to on Greg, please let me know. Uh, I don't need to do anything now because I've got the, well, we've got the paper here. Uh, we've got it readily available. There's no point in me going and experimenting with other papers. So, But other, other listeners and uh, you know, members, well, sure, 
if they want to try it, I think it's a good idea to do that. Mm. You may find if you belong to an art group, uh, then they may well have paper themselves that they're using, you could ask. Mm. That's a good idea as well, yeah. Mm. Good. Okay, thanks, William, for your email. The next one comes from Bev. I have come over to you from Art Tutor, as I feel Colin's methods of teaching are far superior. Oh, that's nice, Bev. Thanks. Yeah, thanks Um, a lot. I did enjoy my time with Art Tutor, but the friendliness somehow got lost as the site became bigger. Plus, I am now extremely interested in pastel pencils as well as coloured pencil. In fact, I've tried them all apart from watercolour, which was a total disaster. Maybe I will improve now I've joined your site. Bev. Well, you're bound to. One of the good things about the pastel pencil is it's very similar in its uh, applications as watercolour. So once you get into the pastel pencil work, working from light to dark as we do, and the colour mixing and so on, you could find that watercolour does come easier. What well, our kind of watercolour? I mean, my watercolour that I use, as you'll see on the site, is more like the old Victorians used to do, not not like the wishy-washy watercolour. And that might well be the kind of thing that, uh, you know, she's been doing. Uh, But you might find that mine does work very well. If you like it, give it a go. Uh, I think it's nice to combine uh, watercolour and pastel pencils together as well, as we've done several times. Experiment. Mm, that's good. But certainly, thank you for the uh, compliment because it's great that we we pinch and poach people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, we obviously are aware of art tutors, and they offer a, a wide range of art mediums. Um, mm. You know, mm. whereas we focus on the past pencil and the watercolor. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to to see uh, how people get on with Art Tutor because I think a few of our members are or have been members of Art Tutor before and mm-hmm. and tried out there and uh, their site and um, you know I'm, I'm glad that ours uh, you know are proving a, maybe a bit better which is always nice to hear. <laughs> um, next one is from Sylvia. Um, thank you very much for your email with the kitten. Uh, tutorial. I thoroughly enjoyed it and found it very informative. I hope now that I will be able to paint a similar kitten in pastel and try not to rush it as I have done in the past. I also want to paint a tiger using the same technique as I too use Faber Castell Pit pastel pencil. Thank you once again for your emails. Kind regards, Sylvia. Yeah, well, Sylvia's hit a really, really good point there, uh, and that is that she, she doesn't want to rush it. Uh, the thing I found, especially when I was teaching uh, privately, my classes, they very often used to belt through things. You know, they just didn't didn't have that staying power. And very often I had to pull them up and say, why, why are you rushing? Well, I've got to get it finished. I want to get it finished. I want to get on to the next one. Uh, or, no, I never, I don't have the patience for this. And what people, what I used to say to them, and I used to say, you know, I'm not a very patient person, and I'm not. I'm an impatient person. But when it comes to doing the pastel pencil work that I do, I'm infinite patience. And the reason I do that is because I love it so much. I love mixing the colours. And very often uh, I get to a stage when I've finished a picture, I'm a bit sad that I've actually finished it. 
So the rushing business is something that if you can curb and find an alternative um, frame of mind, uh, will hold you in good stead. Mm. That's a really good point, yeah. Because you want to enjoy every kind of every stroke and every every mm. sort of point to learn as well. Because mm. I imagine that if you kind of rush through it a bit, you're not absorbing quite as much what you're doing. So you're maybe not um, not feeling like you know not learning as much as you would if you were really involved and in taking your time and and uh, mm. understanding uh, and acknowledging everything that you're doing on the on the piece. Yeah, one one of the things we do with pastel pencils, as you know, we because of the smudging problem, we start from the top and work to the bottom, or from one corner and across. Now, in a lot of artwork, especially in watercolour, you can actually do the whole wash. You can all wash of the whole picture, and you work on the whole picture. Now, we don't do that. And I think this actually can help in a situation like this, because I... I'll do an ear, usually if it's an animal, I'll do an ear first, and then I'll work my way down. Uh, But when you get to a certain point in the picture where you've got, let's say, a whole load of fur either side of the face or at the bottom of the face or underneath the top of the neck, and you finish the eye, you finish the nose, and you finish the mouth, you've basically finished all the interesting bits and what you're left with then is all the bits that are not so interesting, you know. So people know this if they've followed me now. I always say, now, I need to do the nose, or I've got the eyes done, but I need to do the nose and mouth, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fill up some of those areas around it because I know I'm looking forward to and will be looking forward to finishing the nose off. You see, it's, it's psychology again. And, you, yeah. and I do it, and I show people how to do that. That's the only justification I would say for rushing something. You know, you've finished all the interesting bits, and now I've got all those bits now, so I'll rush it and get it finished. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me, yeah. Sort of a psychological approach to the, to the piece so that you're uh, interested all the way mm-hmm. through. Yeah, that's right. And again, this is what I used to tell my classes as well, my, my students. It, it's really, really important to have that kind of frame of mind when you're doing a picture. Uh, we're all guilty, you see, of that. I would be, if I, if I had finished all those interesting bits and I was faced then with all the, the rest of the fur, so I, I would be very tempted to uh, rush it. Yeah. How do you get on with a, a piece like, for example, uh, the bowl of cherries that is quite repetitive in its approach? You know, you've got yeah. some interesting. How do you kind of get through something like that? Uh, well, every in the bowl of cherries particularly, every cherry was slightly different. You, and I used to find those things that were different in the cherry. So although it was very repetitive you can still look at things slightly different. The other way of doing that, of course, is do a couple of cherries and then go onto a side of the bowl or or do some of the other part and then come back to cherries. Mm. I think I did that. I'm sure I did that when I did those cherries. I did a little bit of extra work. You can you can find ways of doing it if you look hard enough. Um, generally speaking, you don't find me doing whole animals. And one of the reasons for that is 
is because if you imagine, if you've got a, a cat or a dog and you've done the head, which usually you do first, then you've got the whole of the rest of the animal to do. And a lot of that is going to be boring. So I tend not to do that. I know I have done uh, in the past, but it can be a little tedious. But you just have to get over it. Yeah. You know, you, you, it the worst thing you can do is rush it. Yeah. Coming back to the whole point of this uh, discussion, mm. don't rush it. Because once you do that, you're going to spoil the picture. I guarantee it. Because you're not going to put the the uh, you're not going to put the passion in. You're not going to put the dedication in, are you? No. Yeah. It's obvious you're not. You're going to go <laughs> finished, and that's not going to work. So don't do that, folks. Good. Good. Uh... Good answer, good response. So that's uh, interesting. Okay, well, then there's all uh, your emails for this week. As always, keep them coming in and we'll, uh, we'll mention them on the podcast. And, um, yeah, keep your topics coming in. Um, as I think I mentioned last week, we've got a landscape picture coming up. Um, that's probably next week, I think. Um, haven't checked the dates, but um, the footage is being finalised, so that will be up and created on the site, so members check that out. Um, you're working on some some new stuff, aren't you, Dad? I mean, we've we've been getting a lot of inquiries. We've been inundated with inquiries of new customers and all sorts, so we've been really busy. Well, I've been really busy on that, mm-hmm. but it's the main reason is to give you time on focusing on new stuff, which you've been doing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I've got um, uh, we've got some great. We've said this many, many times before, but we have got some great stuff coming up. It's also given me uh, an opportunity to experiment a lot, too, in, in different things that I've wanted to do and I haven't been able to do, I'm now doing, and that's great. And uh, remember last week I said to you, didn't I, that I just finished a picture. Yeah. And it, it was, and I love the colours of it. We were talking about vintage um, scene. And I love the colours, and I was going to use those same colours again in another picture. Uh, well, I, I changed my mind in the end. This is one of the great things about it. I actually got a picture all lined up. It was all ready to go. And I thought, right, um, I'm going to use those colours. And I completely changed my mind. Totally, absolutely. And But, I, you see, I've got the time to do that now. I didn't have the time before. And it's it's actually coming up really really well so, because I've I've put a different um, slant on it you know where it was going to be one one basic colour with with a few variations now it's different I'm not saying I won't do that in future but it 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 gives me the time that's what you've you've given me because you're doing a lot of the, the donkey work now it's giving me the time and I've got some great ideas from the cartoon side we wanted to start drawing because um we what i'd love to do is i'd love to draw a few things for kids uh, so this again this is giving me a time to play with the cartoons and perhaps bring those into play but it takes quite a lot of work you know i'm sure people would realize that you can't just say oh i'm going to do a cartoon there it is done you have to think about it, work it out. Is it going to work from the point of view of teaching people to do it? Uh, is it going to work from the point of view of people wanting to do it? It's got to be a, a attractive enough for people to want to do. Mm. So we're we're looking. I'm looking at that. That's another thing. It's, uh, and I'm going to be starting that 
within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that and how it's going. Yeah. The other thing that we, we've been working on, and there's a, a, the last of our figure drawing subjects coming up um, very soon, uh, is focusing on drawing as well, you know, uh, freehand Absolutely. drawing. Um, Absolutely. Sort of filling in the gaps in our kind of um, sort of broad range of teaching, sort of broadening our horizons and giving everyone sort of not just pastel pencils, now watercolour as well, but also drawing skills as well. And uh, and then, yeah, if we can branch into cartoon, other things. You know, we, we're developing. That's that's the fun thing that we're able to do here is, is to develop what you're able to do, is to play and develop and come up with more uh, things to make the site even better. Mm-hmm. Well, quite a few people have said to me, do you do coloured pencils? And I've always said, no, I don't do coloured pencils. But with the cartoons, of course, you do have coloured pencils. So we'll be, be using another medium, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be adding another medium to the range. But you can't, because you can't use pastel pencils for that kind of work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. So we're going to be using them. So, you know, again, it needs the experimentation. I need to be able to, you know, get to it and enjoy uh, producing something different. Mm. And I'm sure everybody wants that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think as well as all the usual things. It's nice for me because I can move from watercolor to pastel to uh, pen and ink to uh, drawing. To, I can do that, and I'd love all of my all our members to be able to do that if they want to. They may not want to. They might want to stick to drawing their pets. That's fine. But it's, it's alternatives. That's what we're really looking for now. Things that... Uh, all those drawing skills, too, help out when you go back. You know, I've said to you before that if you have... If you're an animal artist and you stick with animals, you're never going to learn some of the... Uh, subtleties but if you move into portrait work or you move into landscape work and you go back back to your original then you do you learn different techniques different ways of holding the pencil and so on well it's the same thing if you move mediums if you move from medium to medium to medium if you go to watercolor or if you go to pen and ink or you go to uh, even colored pencils or graphite drawing and move back again you're learning all the time you're learning those new uh, skills. Mm. Mm. And it makes the original, your original love that little bit better. Mm. Yeah, that's a good note to end on, I think, this week. So thanks, Dad. Okay, so um, as we've said, keep your emails coming in. All the details are on our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.